0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. This is going to be my first impressions of season of the Worthy. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live when I'm streaming. That's usually when these hit the feeds. If you're on YouTube, you can hit the like, share, subscribe button, and the little bell button. Leaving comments, all those things are really helpful. Thank you for all the good feedback and criticism lately. Even the people that disagree with me, we've had some pretty good comments on the uh, on the videos. So I'm gonna walk through the good, the bad, and wait and see. I do think this this season is getting a lot of criticism some of it is deserved there are some mistakes that i believe have been made with the structure and sort of the logistics of the season i also think they did some things that they kind of already knew we didn't like and so i'm going to kind of criticize them for that but i also think some things are being overlooked and stated as negatives so that's what the wait and see section of the video is about so let me make my case here on some of these things that i do believe are being overstated as negatives while there are some pretty significant negatives but I also think there's some good stuff in here I really do think that if they would have structured things a little bit differently the mid lane players would be really happy for another season I'm worried the structure of this season is going to take a lot of the good and it's going to get overshadowed by some of the bad structure so first let's just walk through the good I actually think it's a really strong start to the season to kick off with a really good cutscene and a sequence of, okay, this is the new thing happening this season. I thought they did a good job. I don't know about the voice acting. It did feel like it was different. Maybe they don't quite have the budget to get Lance Riddick every time. The voice actor for Anna felt different as well. I'm not going to really, really make a big deal out of that. I did enjoy the cutscenes and I did enjoy the story kickoff. Saint was good too. You go and talk to him. He makes a joke about, you know, a joke about Trials of Saint 14, but instead, you know, no, it's Trials of Osiris. I like that. I thought that was a good kickoff to the season. I like when there's a good story and there's a good moving forward. Um, It would have been nice, I think. Rasputin goes in. I'm sorry. Osiris goes in to see Rasputin. And then there was like lore on the website about. Osiris leaving and going off and doing all this stuff. It might have been good to make a cutscene for that. Maybe it wasn't in the cards. I know that and that adds to the story and that kind of makes sense of like, why is Osiris gone? But for the people that don't read the lore on Bungie.net, I think the, the, the cutscene cut semblance here is really, really strange. Osiris struts in and then he's nowhere to be seen now. And we know if we've read the lore, but if you haven't read the lore, um, I don't know. They had a tweet about changing the voice actors for Anna Bray. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, I also think it's a creative use of the space. I think the bunkers are really, really cool. The depth is really dope to, like, all of a sudden there's a hole in the ground and you go way down underneath, uh, and it's very uh, nostalgic to go into the bunker and kill everything. It has it has a very D1 feel going back into a War mine bunker, and I really, really like that. I like the bunkers as well. I think the bunkers are a really, really good iteration on that obelisk grind. I do think people are going to feel like it's maybe a little bit too grindy, but I think they're probably trying to straddle that fence of... We want casuals and and mid-lane players to enjoy the content, but we also want content to be a little bit more slow and rewarding as you go. So it's similar to the obelisks. The more you level, the more you invest, the better the loot, the better the currency turnover rate, the better stuff you get. So I do think that the way they set up the bunkers, again, is is a good start to the season. The new activity, the Seraph Towers, is actually good. However, I think there's more bad than good. I've been a little bit critical of the Seraph Tower event for a couple of reasons. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I like the design of it. I love the idea. It's intense. It kind of reminds me of Escalation Protocol. I think it's a breath of fresh air from Sundial and Vex Offensive. It's in the public space and there's a speediness to it. If you go quickly, you can complete it very quickly. You know, you can complete it faster. I do like that. I think there's like an under... There's like an undercurrent there of of if you do it faster, you're getting a quicker turnover rate of currency. And it is tied to the bunker grind. It might not feel that rewarding right now, but the more you level the bunker, the more rewards you'll be getting in the currency and the turnover rate and the weapons and things will start to fall into place. The legendary lost sectors are kind of out there as an end game aspirational thing. They're 1000 power. I haven't even done them yet. I kind of like that. I don't mind when new content has something that's sort of out in the distance dangled as like a, you gotta level up for this, I do like that however, the the way they've structured the leveling of this, I really disagree with, and so you're gonna hear me say a lot of things you may have heard me say during Drifter, Black Armory, and Opulence. Bungie seems to have gone back in their ways, and I'm a little bit frustrated about this. I liked in Season of Dawn, not feeling any pressure to level, I could just jump and enjoy the content right away. I was grinding obelisks those first couple of weeks, and it felt good to see that progression. I enjoyed it. And people like, well, but we were just doing bounties and lost sectors and public space stuff. I actually defended that at the time. I kind of liked it. Running into Sundial right away would have burned us out. This is structured in a way that is really strange in my opinion because you can really focus on the bounties right away and really grind up the bunker. Some people have done that very, very quickly. The more mid lane casual players are going to take a couple of weeks. However, the new activity being in the public space and being 980 power i think is a bad decision i don't think they should have done this um they did this before with black armory the first forge was out of everybody's level reach they did this escalation protocol and in both instances they had to lower the level of the first forge they had to lower the level of escalation protocol this was a mistake i don't think this was the right call it's in the public space it should have been accessible it should have been fun it's just it's just a public space grind for loot and currency and helps you level the bunker and it's and it's new okay new stuff being out of reach is a mistake so what did i end up doing i started going to all the other old content to level again i'm running milestones i'm getting annoyed with rng leveling i'm going into nightmare hunts i had a quest from um eris for a powerful drop that i had to go into hero nightmare hunts and guess what hero nightmare hunts are 970 so if you're 960 or a little under 960, I think that's a common experience for a lot of people, and you want to go level, some of the leveling lanes are even above your level. It just doesn't... I said this in the past when I was really in favor of not having big level bumps every season. I said they'll have to drag everything's level up. They have to drag the Nightfalls up. They have to drag the Nightmare Hunts up. And I don't think this is a good system. It makes it feel like a, a treadmill. It's like, I just got to the point where I'm max level, I want to jump into the new content, and they're like, nope, we're going to reroute you back through all this old content again that you're not really interested in. I am in favor of reinvigorating old content. I am. If I could go and do all those things while leveling the bunker or while doing something attached to the season, I'd be okay with it. That's why I was, was okay with the obelisk grind. Yes, I'm going into lost sectors. Yes, I'm doing things in the public space, but it's leveling up my obelisk not my guardian. Leveling the guardian should be a lot more streamlined and a lot faster. I really think RNG leveling has no place in a system where every three months you're going to bump the level. If they want to bump the level every three months for sunsetting, I'm okay with that because I'm in favor of sunsetting. I think they need to make leveling far more linear and natural so I can just play the new content and stuff's just dropping and leveling up my character and my and my gear. I, I don't want to go back into strikes and nightfalls and nightmare hunts. If you're going to make me go back into strikes, nightfalls, and nightmare hunts, do what Luke Smith talked about. This is the plan for year four, he said, to go into a, oh, we're going to reinvigorate. There's going to be a theme to that content. New stuff will be dropping in that content. I'm okay with that. But like going into content just to get a tiny level bump just so I can go back and play the new content we have been here before it's bad structure, it's not welcoming, I'm worried it will turn away a lot of the mid-lane players and a lot of the casuals that really enjoyed Season of Dawn. I continue to defend Season of Dawn because the player base numbers were strong on the PvE side, and I'm worried this season's not going to be that way. I think a lot of the mid-lane players, casual players, are going to feel stiff-armed and thrown onto another leveling treadmill, and they're going to leave, just like they did in Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence. So I think that's a significant problem. Now, weapons seem basic, okay? everybody's running the. Light.gg to check the rolls on the Seraph weapons, the the, the war mind weapons. They all look like really basic weapons. Like if you go into the collections, they look like you know Kavastov and stuff. And I actually love the look of the weapons. And a lot of people are then going to Light.gg and they're like, well these weapons, this seventh Seraph carbine, it has did has terrible rolls. I think that's 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 related to the wait and see section, so let me get to that in just a moment. World drop armor is another significant criticism that I have. Why on earth would you bother wasting development time and bandwidth bringing back faction armor and armor sets that we like and look fondly on? I get them. They have a great role. I'm really excited, and there's no slot for For the season, like, uh, why did you even waste time on this? They could have punted this to next season to make it better. Who on earth can get excited about, and related to these weapons as well, these weapons potentially are good when paired with the seasonal mods, but the seasonal mods can't go into the faction armor that they added to the loot pool. I, I... they've made some mistakes here okay there's good and there's bad you guys know in my content i try to ride the line i do think there's good stuff in this season i actually think these weapons and the bunker grind and the public event stuff will get better with time i'm worried it'll happen too late in the season and a lot of people will bail earlier in the season uh and they're not going to feel like they got their value out of it so let's go to the wait and see section of the video okay the activity will probably get smoother with time. It's already getting better. However, the activity is lacking two significant things that it needs. It should be at the level of the public space, and there's no visual indicators. No one understands that you're supposed to throw the ball at the ball, and the way they've structured it, if one person misses their ball, because if you miss, it just explodes, then you got to defend that tower again. So if you haven't done the activity yet, you got to defend each tower long enough to hear the sound wind up, and then it spits balls out. Every ball- is needed to get the orange ball to move to the center if one person misses you got to stay at that tower again Probably leading to failure if you do that enough times where you have to stay at each individual tower for multiple passes It really hurts your you know your progression now I will say this keep in mind if you have extra balls left over carry them to the next one That's just a little tip But I do think the structure of the of of the actual content should require maybe half of the balls Maybe they shouldn't explode if you miss Maybe there should be a visual indicator so people know what to do with the balls like no one knew I was throwing them at the wrong things everybody was throwing them at the wrong things so I think there's a couple of things that could make it way way better since it is in the public space put some tracking on the ball when you throw it so it like magnetizes to the ball that's a mechanic that we know exists and put a visual indicator so people know where the frick to throw it okay it could get better with time the hive mind of the player base will get better, it'll go smoother, you'll also level up and it won't be so deltated and you won't get so, you know, killed so quickly. The guns have potential that everybody's missing, okay? A lot of people aren't seeing this, and this is unfortunate. To go to light.gg and to, and to draw conclusions that the weapons are worthless while not doing any investigation, I think is a mistake that a lot of people are making. There is a brand new mechanic in the game that you can only do with serif weapons. The spawning of a war mine cell. When you get these mods for your armor, you can actually get a war mine Cell to drop on the ground from kills randomly, and you can spec to where the war mine Cells last longer, they give you damage bonuses, they give you healing, they explode, they can hurt the enemies, they can knock the enemies back. It's a whole new mechanic, so the guns actually have new and extra perks that are only synergized with the armor. This is something that we've asked for. It's contextual power, it's armor and gun synergy. I actually think this is probably... Gonna get missed by a lot of people because they're running the light.gg and they're like, these guns have basic roles. They're not that exciting. There's no new perks. There are new perks. It's You have to synergize it with the armor, okay? Maybe Bungie should have done a stream this is probably a hard lesson for them this is probably the time to do a stream they should have done a stream to show this and say listen the guns this season don't have new perks on them but they do have new perks when synergized with the armor what is a warmind cell it's just an item that drops in the game when using these mods and it only will happen with serif weapons and you can take serif weapons anywhere it's potentially something pretty cool it's contextual power you still can't uh, you can still use them after the season right you can keep using them you can keep using the armor you can take these serif weapons anywhere. This, again, is contextual power and gun armor synergy. These are things we've been asking for. Everybody's just getting mad because they're like, oh, the, the perks are bad or there's no new perks. There are new perks. You got to synergize it with the armor leveling up the bunkers I think will add to a feeling of progression and getting better rewards and better currency and better turnover rates similar to the way that Sundial felt so I'm kind of like there's good there's bad some of this is a we kind of have to wait and invest and, and level up and experiment to really and truly see if this new stuff is cool or not also leveling up the bunkers has cool things that you've never been able to do before in the game like spawning a freaking robot and he runs around and helps you it's kind of cool it's something new it's something we've never done uh, they also maybe have a solution to stop DDo and cheating in place. We read something on Reddit about the way they're doing IP addresses, and so again, there's some wait-and-see value here that could make the season feel better. I am concerned on the front end, the logistical structure of it and the nature of how it's going to feel for a lot of people is going to turn a lot of folks off. It's a concern that I have. We'll watch the player base numbers. Maybe Bungie can make some pivots very quickly to make at least the public space content more accessible uh, and more fun, and that might help a little bit with the early season numbers that would then feed the later season numbers as well. We're going to go to question and answer now. If you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live and as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of smtr presents this is going to be the question and answer session that followed my first impressions of season of the worthy if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live i'm usually live when these hit the feeds If you want to come hang out in the live stream, I would greatly appreciate that. If you're on YouTube, you can always hit the share button, the comment button, the little bell button. All those things help me out. Subscribing to the YouTube channel and all that, I appreciate everybody who has been doing that. I'm going to be going through the questions right now. Probably going to get saucy. People are unhappy this season, I think more than last time it feels like. I barely played last season, maybe three hours a day, but I only raided. I found it was easy to hit 960. Is that thing holding is that the thing holding the casual back the easy drop rate in a raid in a rod opposed to the drop rate in the rest of the world I mean I, I can already feel the need to like just get get it over with right I can already feel the need to just get it over with like, I, just, I guess let's just run some raids I'll get a bunch of drops let's just run some raids you know ex- use all my powerfuls up and then like go run some raids like I can definitely see that being like a move that I make to To feel like okay I can actually get some drops because that's one of the problems right now is that I, I don't like feeling like I have to go into all these portions of the game I'm kind of done with like I went back into Nightmare Hunts today it's like I don't want to do this you know yeah comp's always a good place to power up yay for that again like I don't know I, I am fundamentally against RNG leveling if Bungie's going to do a level bump every season I'm just against it I don't think it's good for the player base um I it's 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 so much more easily stomached if I can go and run all that stuff and just see a clear boost to my level but being like well solo comp's really effective or go and run all these all it takes is a couple of bad drops and i'm like dadgummit i'm right back in black armory and drifter again where i want to go run content i want to level up and not see swords and skulls and in order to do that i got to run content i'm kind of sick of and when i go and run that content i'm kind of sick of i'm dependent upon rng it's also, I think, probably making people really, really lean heavily on the artifact, because the artifact is nice. I mean, I will say, the artifact makes up the difference. You can definitely feel a sense of like, well, the RNG stinks, but my artifact just bumped up. I mean, that happened to me earlier. I was like, I got a bad drop, and then I realized that my artifact had gone up by one level. You know, it had it had, it had, had gone up from a plus five to a plus six or something. Now, keep in mind, I saved bounties, so that's not normative, right? Like, not a lot of people come into a season saving bounties. Like, the more mid lane players, the more casual players, they're not doing that and one of my concerns is last season really, really helped, I think, the more mid lane player feel like they could just kind of play and have fun. They didn't have to worry about leveling. They could just jump in and enjoy the content. And this season's kind of like, no, you need to hopefully have saved bounties. And if you didn't save bounties, you're going to really feel the pain. And, you know, you're going to feel like you're behind you know, a public space being a 980 event. You know, the the, the brand new event's 980. So it's like, it's going to be really rough, I think, on a lot of the people that just were happy to hang out in the nine. 9- fifties, nine sixties last season are gonna step into the, the the new content and be like, what on earth just happened? You know, why am I seeing swords and you know seeing seeing swords and seeing skulls, you know? Um Spec Spec Fact. How would you feel if Bungie got rid of the mindless repeatable bounty grinding and replaced it with Increasing XP gain and challenging activity, so the season pass level grinding is more diverse. This is something that Luke Smith acknowledged in his director's cut. A lot of people are reading his director's cut in a strange way. I tried to let people know that everything he talked about wasn't coming soon. Uh, I It was clearly about year four. He said it was about year four. And everyone's like, Well, Lona, are you happy with sunsetting? You still happy with sunsetting? Look at all these guns. You know, look at all these things. They're. They're not really that great, and I'm like, okay, but he was saying that year three was going to be like this. The guns weren't going to be that impressive. Uh, there was going to be FOMO. There was going to be, you know, things that expire, and they want to move away from that in in year four. And if they move to that in year four, well, then the question would be you know, how soon How soon are we going to start to see those changes? That would be September then, you know? If you expected to see those changes that he, he penned in his director's cut in this season, I just from everything we know that just isn't how it works they're, 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 the stuff that we got in this season was already made it was already ready to go and they're, they're only now I mean I think planning and, and scoping out the vision for next for next season they're not I'm, I'm sorry next year they're right now trying to scope out that vision it's not going to affect this season or even the summer season it isn't going to it's not going to affect it Um, so I think, I tried to set those expectations, I think people read it and they're like, oh, they're gonna get rid of FOMO, and they're gonna start reinvigorating core activities, and oh, they're gonna, they're gonna do sunsetting of weapons, so we'll start getting better legendaries, and it's like, no, this stuff was all built a long time ago, this was, this stuff was specked out, built, and being tested when he wrote that director's cut. I I appreciate his director's cut because it was basically before the new season and he's essentially saying, look, we're acknowledging that the the format we're doing right now has pitfalls. So the year three format has pitfalls. And... If, they, if he would have waited and done the director's cut after everybody bought this season, I think people would have been like, well, that's really cool. You know, once you have our money, you're willing to admit that the season's got, you know, this, this annual, this year three structure has its own, you know, has problems. You admit that after we all bought the season. And it's like, no, he admitted it before. I guarantee you if they were still with Activision, Activision would not, the, the marketing approval of that would not have gotten cleared. They would have not let somebody write a blog basically saying, yeah, the year three format's not that great right now. We've got it's got some pitfalls and problems that we're looking to change in year four. That have been like, no, you're you're almost discouraging people from buying. You know, they're gonna feel like they're like they're they're gonna want to skip this season. So <clears throat> Nighthawks. We had theorized as the seasons progress, Bungie would have more dev time for more impactful activities. Do you feel Bungie is going in the right direction or are they making many changes after a few months it's really hard to know because we haven't played enough yet, I, I, it's so hard for me to be like yeah, this is or isn't as substantive as Sundial um, The I feel like the bunkers have a lot more to them than the obelisks and then the public space event is a little bit more do- dialed down from, um, from Sundial but the difference would be the difference would be that sundial was the activity now we kind of have multiple activities you've got legendary lost sectors you have the bunker you have the clearing of the bunker you have the leveling of the bunker and then you have the the public event tower events so there's i feel like there's more variety but will that variety feel like variety after a couple months is probably the question worth asking i honestly don't know because we're not there yet um are people going to start to feel like they're sick of the bunker? Okay, well, then they can run the tower event. Are they sick of the tower event? Okay, they can run legendary lost sectors. I, I feel like you can move around a little bit more. And in in Season of Dawn, it was basically run run sundial or there really wasn't much else to do. I mean, that was essentially the activity. Now, I think that's one of the reasons they made the obelisk grind the way that they did. It was like they didn't want people jumping in right away to sundial and doing nothing but sundial they wanted you to spend some time you know grinding and leveling up obelisks so that people because people said the same thing at the beginning of season of dawn they're like i'm so sick of doing this why do i have to go back into the public spaces why am i doing all this stuff and it's like well because you can't just immediately jump into sundial they want you to have other other you know other things to do So you're not just feeling like the only thing to do is sundial and you do it from moment one. The way they structured it, you know, your first month was largely spent not doing sundial as much. And then as you leveled things up, that was when it was time to really, really hit sundial and really, really go crazy. I knew it was going to get me. So uh Gerbit- Gerbitron it seems like this season is a tough grind because of RNG leveling I haven't played much and can only play about six hours a week is there any hope for me to even get to a level where I can do the new content I mean the problem is is that if you're playing that infrequently I don't know if even last seasons would have w- I think last seasons probably would have been good for you because then you could have been like "Well, I have limited time but at least I can do the new content um with the way that it's structured now, no one's stopping you from doing the new content. It just won't be as fun for you because you're going to be a little you're gonna be a little uh be a little weak right and you know you but you can still go into the public space and hold your own you know it depends on how strong you are right You can get to nine fifty no problem it's it's what comes after is where it gets a little complicated because you're you're going you're going to feel like you're on a bit of a treadmill um and so I think that a lot for a lot of people that's the problem is that you're going to beef up and then you're going to kind of feel like well they're going to make me do this again next season and I think that's one of the things people are nervous about. They should have made it 970. I just don't think making public space content super um, super delted is a good idea. I also don't think it should be something that one person can disrupt. One person can grab a ball and disrupt the entire event and make it take longer. I I think that that's a terrible design. Uh, You're making my experience take longer and become more frustrating because one thumbless dum-dum grabbed the ball and threw it the wrong way. Like, do you know what I'm saying? That's bad design. If it was half the balls, it would be perfect. Or, at the very least, if there was a visual indicator on the orange ball and a tracker... Then at least it would happen more automatically. Oh, he threw it a little bit to the right, but the tracker grabbed it, it grabbed on, no worries. He threw it in the general vicinity of the little the little diamond being like, throw it here, throw it here, dummy. Like I I don't know. I, I think I just think that the, the design of the content is is got some flaws in it that's gonna frustrate people. And we're gonna just we're gonna watch the player base numbers. I think the player base numbers for PvE will be bad this season. I think the casual and the mid lane players are going to walk away. They're going to be like, "Well, it feels like uh, feels like um, uh, Black Armory and Drifter all over again." You know, feels like that all over again. I, I I can't I can't get anything done. I don't feel like I'm you know I don't feel like I'm actually progressing or playing the new content. I I worry PVE numbers will suffer. You know, the PVE numbers will suffer because that. Bungie set a really a really good expectation, but that expectation's biting them on the butt, in my opinion. I think it's going to bite them on the butt. The last two seasons, both Shadowkeep and this season, has been very front-heavy, very rewarding, very, hey, there's lots of stuff to do. This season, it's very like, no, not really. There's stuff to do, but you're not quite strong enough for it yet. You got to go level up. And it's like, man, we've been here before. We did this with Black Armory. We did this with you know Escalation Protocol. So I I, I worry that they, they didn't really think about the week, week day one, week one accessibility, I believe will hurt numbers for PVE. Trials will probably, you know, carry the load a little bit this season and keep people in the game, keep people playing. People might come back around once their friends start talking about, well, when you grind the bunker and level up the bunker, there's actually some pretty cool stuff. You can do that pretty easy. You can do it with some, you know, you can do it with, uh, you know, bounties or whatever. So, I love that the spider web for this, um, this, uh, ornament for the recluse uh, is like in the, it's like in the, the, the ADS. When you're not ADS, you can see the spider web really, you know, really making it clear. This is, this is about a spider, the, like a brown recluse with spider webs on there. Very Spider-Man. I love it with this shader too. It looks great with silver tactical. (laughs) It's just, that's nice. Game, uh, game over. Do you think that there should be matchmaking in legendary lost sectors? I actually think that because the main... The main hub of content is in the open space. It's probably okay that Legendary Lost Sectors are not match-made. They're meant to be sort of end-game. They're a thousand power. But I do worry that, again, we're going to run into the Escalation Protocol problem where Bungie continues to romanticize the idea of the public space. I I think they just need to stop it. Like, let us go... Like that green thing right there, if you're listening to the audio version, you can't see what I'm pointing at. There's a big green diamond that indicates that that's where the Seraph Tower event is, okay? And if I go over and initiate this, it should just throw me into matchmaking and then throw me into an instance with lots of people. Because, like, right now, I'm coming over here and there's nothing going on, it's nothing happening. So it's like, well, I'm trying to do the Flashpoint. I guess I'll go somewhere else. I don't want to try and do this by myself. It'll be really, really difficult. But if I could hit the tower, and it, and it matched make me into an instance with other people, problem solved. Here's a bunch of other people also doing the same thing right now. They're trying to do this event. And it's just like, unfortunately, um, they they just decided to go a different way with it. It's It's another... I just feel it is another romanticized public event thing, like Escalation Protocol, that will likely have the same effect that past seasons of content did, where, you know, the more casual players, the more mid lane players, are going to feel like they can't really engage with the content, they can't really enjoy themselves, and they're and they're fundamentally going to walk away. I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like, I, I can't do the thing I want to do. I'm out. You know, and for that reason, I'm out. Um, Dan says what do you think about perks like clown cartridge coming back I mean it's obviously cool to see some D1 perks make a return like clown cartridge I don't think those are important enough um, those aren't good enough to make people like really really feel um, you know I love this guy's name Rando Calrizian. that is so great Rando Calrissian um, I don't I don't think that's enough Now, I've been telling people, I'm like, look, if you run to light.gg and you check the Seraph weapons rolls and you're like, the rolls are kind of boring you have to consider the fact that you haven't done enough research, and I'm trying to point people's attention to the new mods that only work for Seraph weapons. There are armor mods that generate things called Warmind Cells, and the Warmind Cells are this whole new mechanic that can be done anywhere. You can take the Seraph weapons anywhere and generate these Warmind mods, and they give you different benefits in the game and different things that you can do. So Bungie added an entirely new mechanic that is only doable with Seraph weapons, and I think that's kind of cool. I do think it's a little too, like, hidden, it's a little too unapparent for people to see it, and so I think that's a concern, but it's what we've been asking for, it's contextual power, it's armor weapon synergy, I, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, but the roles aren't bring, I checked s video who is really excited about the Seraph weapons, oh the roles aren't boring, well again, time might just need to settle on this everyone's like I'm sick of chasing rampage outlaw and then when they can't get rampage outlaw they get all upset and it's like okay which is it you know con how do you feel about the way reddit has reacted to the season such as saying we need to replace luke smith uh, and this season is not while I personally do not agree with reddit how do you feel uh, how do you feel sorry if this is a repost uh i said this a while ago when people when people go to reddit and complain and want to see people lose their jobs or want to see luke Smiths complained um my response to those people is always going to be the same frick you and go play something else that's my response to those people frick you and your dumb frick childish face and go play another freaking game frick let's just add another one at the end there seriously go the frick somewhere else you tantrum throwing child right You can criticize the game. You can ask for improvements. You can say that you would like to see things changed. But if you go to Reddit and do your best to rally support around the idea that Luke Smith should be replaced and people should be fired or people should lose their jobs, then you are a tantrum-throwing child that should just go play something else. You're not welcome here. Just get the frick out. Right? Seriously. That's not helpful. That's not beneficial largely the irony here is that Luke Smith writes a director's cut that basically represents so much of what people have been saying on reddit and the forums so much of the 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 tone and the pulse of the community so much of that is in his director's cut, and he's like, these are things that we agree with you on, these are things we'd like to fix, and we're looking at year four to make these improvements. And then this season drops, and people are like, yeah, but, like, I wanted it now, so, like, Luke Smith should be replaced, because I haven't excelled past the age of a seven-year-old sentimentality about getting exactly what I want as soon as I want it. Like, just calm the frick down. Like, grow up. I I sat in my my video right before this in my good, bad, and we need to wait and see and I criticized significant portions of this season and I have taken a lot of the things they've done this season to task, called them mistakes, and called them fumbles. But I don't jump over the logical building of thought and say, because of all these things, these people should be fired and Luke Smith should be replaced or the gall and stupidity of people to say they miss Activision. Like, what up? upside-down, backwards, stupid, idiotic world do we live in where people are like, I miss Activision. Like, where are you right now in life? What are you doing that that's your thought process? I'm disappointed, and therefore, I wish we were still with Activision. You are dumb. You are a dumb person. Don't be dumb. (laughs) Like... We have, we, we're in such a better situation! You don't want to go back! <laughs> like, we have to go back, Kate! Like, we cannot. You don't want Activision. Like, I will agree with people that miss Vicarious Visions. I will agree with people that miss the increased bandwidth, the increased content delivery. I'll never disagree with you on that. I thought Vicarious Visions did great things, but Activision was going to kill the next game. They were going to demand a, de- a, a delivery cycle that was not going to be met. They were not going to be able to meet that delivery cycle. It was it was literally going to kill the next game. We've had two terrible launches because of contractual obligations to Activision, and we're at a place now where Luke Smith says in his director's cut, it's not about Bungie surviving anymore. It's about where can we take Destiny? Where can we take it? Where can it go? And I, like, I can't imagine reading that from him and being like, you know what? I'm disappointed with this season, so you should be replaced. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be allowed to have access to the internet. Like, you're, you're lowering the intelligence of everybody else. Like, get the frick out of here. That's my response to those people. Clip that and put it on Reddit. Dark Seraphim, Do you think that the bump in difficulty for the normal activities is a way to avoid speed leveling for cheaters? It's possible for some of the new things saying which will prevent FOMO. The bump in difficulty in normal activities? No, 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 no. Speed leveling for cheaters doesn't matter. Like, th- if, if somebody wants to cheat, getting to the 960, they're gonna get to 960. The difficulty isn't gonna, isn't gonna bother them. Right? I, th- that's that's it's not gonna bother them. They're gonna cheat regardless. Now, Bungie's, Bungie's put things in place that would hopefully keep that from being uh, uh, something that's easy, right? DDoSing probably isn't gonna work anymore based off of the new technology they put in place where your um, your 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 packets like hit a server that give you a token so that anybody connecting to you in a PvP environment is going to see a token and not your IP address. Now, what they could also do, what they could also do is use that packet thing to do like a cheat checker, like an on-the-fly cheat checker. So not only is it going to prevent you from seeing my IP address, it might also, they haven't said this, but it might also enable them, it might enable them to to, to basically detect if you're cheating or not right it might it might allow them to I don't know I don't know we're, we're gonna have to wait and see but I would say that this isn't this is not why they did this this barrier to leveling or this increase in difficulty that is not why they did it um yesterday it was mentioned that we might unlock the mod slot on the legendary armory drops have this been confirmed false or true listen the picture the guy sent me it doesn't say that, okay? The picture he sent me was an exotic thing that said something about like unlocking mods or something. It didn't say mod slots. I think that he was reading too deep into it. If, if, if there was a way to unlock the mod slots on Legendary Armor Drops, I think Bungie would have told us, right? They would have told us. They would have said it, you know, they would have said, this is something that we're doing right now. Or you can do this right now. You can level this right now. I'm in the middle of Q&A and I'm getting a phone call. I don't know what to do. I feel like I need to take it. Because um, I know what this is about. Uh shoot. I have to answer it. Next question from Twilight6077 Since Bungie is two to three seasons ahead, do you think the director's cut from last week will come to fruition in the next coming season or expansion? The director's cut is really got to be read under the context of year four. I've been really trying to stress that to people. A lot of people read the director's cut is like, oh, this is stuff they want to do right now. That's not really feasible or realistic. Everything that we're playing right now was built out and tested and ready to go for probably at least a month maybe more. And the structure of the content and all of the perks and everything, the guns, you're not going to see those marked improvements until we get into year four. And I, I felt like Luke Smith made that very clear. I did not feel like he gave us the impression this stuff was around the corner. It very much was. I mean, he even used words like we're imagining a future where this is what we do. We're envisioning that this is where we can go. The entire thing was written. I mean, he even kicked off the whole thing about we're no longer thinking about Will Bungie survive? But where can Destiny go, and how do we get there? So he, I, I, really do feel like he really set the stage properly to say this is about the future. These are the current things that we know people are not happy about in the current in the current structure and system, and we would like for those things to improve. And there, you know, there, there, they seem to be in my mind setting their sights on year four. And then he even makes that clear by using the term, you know, Destiny two year four. Uh Anthony. Have you noticed the whole situation with emblems not showing their original stats? Looking at the trials weapons at the first glance, they do seem all do they seem not all that aspirational. I think the trials weapons actually seem pretty good. Um they also have the perk that will likely be we're hoping maybe the adept or the flawless perk the one where you get like increased stats you know if you're the last person alive that harkens back to you know trials in d1 as like the little bit of extra love on the gun if you are the last player alive on the team that can help with those two v1s you know those three v1s uh that can be i think a good thing so we'll have to wait and see uh how that fleshes out Moroy, do you think these public events will evolve as the season goes on? New stages or different mechanics? This could only be the tip of the iceberg with more coming down the pipeline later. Um, do you think the public events will evolve as the season goes on? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're already kind of complex. I don't know if they would need to change that much. I, I don't think they're complex or difficult, but I think for a public space activity, I actually think they are uh they they demand a lot i mean i don't think they're easy i don't think they're lightweight um there's a lot of stuff going on you're getting attacked from a lot of different places there's a delta so you know you're dealing with being slightly weak i wonder if some of the other planets are easier like i wonder if the the cabal are easier because they don't teleport like one of the challenges on the edz is a lot of the enemies teleport so you end up with a lot of uh you know, with a lot of enemies that just get right to the plate. Like we just defended this pretty easily with only three of us. So there, I mean, it's it. There, there's a possibility. Um, that we may have to just experiment with some of the other planets and then unfortunately the other planets will get starved. Like if people feel like, you know, the EDZ is kind of rough, this, this, you know, IO might be better, you know, who knows? Like that, that felt pretty easy for a small team and EDZ kind of feels rough because of the teleporting, you know, they'd fall really, really like to teleport. Uh, but this, these also feel a little bit closer together, uh, than the EDZ. And I, I, I'm wondering if we're gonna, you know, running into an issue. So, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna really evolve these that much, you know, throughout the season. I think that you know the activity is kind of the activity right now. There's there doesn't seem to be that much they could do with it. Now the bunkers they could change, legendary lost sectors. Maybe they could change. Like the bunkers seem like they might get a little bit harder as the season goes on, um, because. Of all the different things, you can get to benefit the bunker, like you can get the robot, you can get the the bunker to defend itself. Maybe the bunkers might evolve a little bit, I'm not sure. Uh, Pixel Comet. RNG leveling has become a tedious drudge. Do you think that they should instead offer a type of gear ascending material from challenges and activities that you can use at your discretion to boost your current gear score? Um within one level at a time or so yeah I don't know if they need to completely invalidate gear leveling because with sunsetting, setting there needs to be I mean I guess your system would still work with sunsetting because you would just get something that just couldn't go up anymore but you would need it to go up for the new seasonal like end games you know uh, thresholds so I could see I could see your system potentially uh, working uh, but see I just missed like that felt like a good throw but I missed like that that It's just very easy to mess this up. That did not feel like a a super bad throw, but it it was. Um, I just, I feel like leveling should just be more automatic. I think in general, the primary problem with leveling is that you can kind of get hampered down and slowed down by things that are completely out of your uh, control. And I think that's the main issue. The main issue is that no one likes to feel like they can't advance because of RNG. You know, you get another pair of boots, you get another kinetic weapon, you get another you get that thing that you don't need. I mean, it literally happened to me today. So um, thank you guys for the subs. 14 months for Cleverly. Alex Mike for 14 months. Spy Who Shag gifted a sub to Makarashima, and then Gab got a a sub from Papa Chop. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, I've got some guys here that actually know what they're doing too. They're powering up. Uh, I'm not helping much. I mean, I push forward, but mega hop the roadmap uh for the season is a lot less detailed than the one for season of dawn do you think they might be keeping few events and happening secret like another corridors of time incident they actually said this they said that it they they took our feedback under advisement they said they felt like they they were trying to adapt uh the season the season past calendar to kind of what we had said you know we had said it's you know, too much info keep things a secret You know, the Bastion corridor as a time instance is certainly a part of that feedback. You know, that feedback is driven by we knew the bastion was coming. And so it kind of was a bit of a dud when we did quarters of time. And that was what we got. Like, I don't think people like that. So I, I appreciate their candor about it being like, Hey, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to adjust. We're trying to do things in a way that, you know, feels that it's in line in setting good expectations while also, you know, Dylan, what he said, it was like, well, we want to make sure and transmit value on the calendar. So people know what they're getting. So people know what they're buying. Um, because you don't want people feeling like they're they're not get they're not even sure if they should buy or not, right? Like, well, should I buy? I don't know what's going to be in next season. Just looks like a bunch of public events, you know. They don't want people feeling that way, and I think that sometimes a sparse, a very sparse, you know, calendar might people make people feel like Bungie doesn't want to show us everything because there's nothing there, right? It's just going to be a really weak season. That's why they're not putting anything on the calendar. No, they put too much. There's no there's nothing secret anymore. Bungie just spoils everything, like. I do feel like a lot of the times we we always have something to complain about. I don't think people are like intentionally complainy, but I do think there's just competing perspectives in the game. So there's always somebody that could say, you know, this is a negative, while somebody else is like, this is actually totally awesome and we like it. Um, and then and then you end up feeling like there's never a, there's never a real win. So, uh, Sir Gringo with three months of subs, thank you. Steel Steeler Cranes says, Am I missing something in this season? I'm doing bounties for old activities to level up for other activities. Uh, yeah, it's this is one of the criticisms I made. I think the 40 leveling bump, you know, is is obviously needed because they're trying to get us ready for the idea of sunsetting in the future and they can kind of collect our feedback and our player behavior now to see how we react to it as opposed to doing it all of a sudden. Um, if all of a sudden in the winter of this year they did it people would have likely been like, wait a minute, you guys haven't been doing this at all. uh, And now all of a sudden you're doing it um, and we don't like it. You see what I'm saying? So they can do it now and collect feedback, see our player behavior. I kind of think they knew we weren't going to like it because we've responded poorly to this sort of thing before. Uh, We haven't, we haven't, this, this, this style of like, welcome to the new content, go run old content thing. Uh, it hasn't been praised, it hasn't been lauded in the past. We ran into this with Black Armory, we ran into this with basically the entire annual pass. Um, and I don't know if they really needed to do this. I will say that maybe they wanted to experiment a little bit because they... Uh, they did make changes to leveling so they wanted to see well you know maybe it won't be as bad now you know our projections are looking pretty good you know we're we've got we've got a lot of things that we could we've done to make leveling better and that is true like the artifact has made leveling better what an awful spawn this is um how in the world is that where you spawned me so maybe they wanted to see like maybe we're exaggerating it maybe leveling's not as bad it, it could be I, I think ultimately though it comes down to a player perception thing um like people not wanting to run old content um people not wanting to run old content I think is, is a valid player perception um that is is important people really need to try to go for reses on IO holy moly cause you spawn so far back if people don't res you Um, we have 28 seconds. Hopefully they can kill this guy. They got it. Good job. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think they're in the dark about the fact that people are unhappy. Dylan already sent out a tweet basically saying like, you know, we're aware of how people feel about this. We're aware that, you know, people are kind of unhappy. Um, oh, and at least it helps with the flashpoint. That, what did that double my flashpoint? That was, or was that like 20%? Um, that was, uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good for the... For the Flashpoint progression. Next question from uh, Kaiser Sose: How I prepare the best way for Trials Light level? If I've only got three hours to play, I don't know, dude. I'm not the I'm not the leveling guru. Probably a mixture of your milestones and bounties to push the artifact. Gossy says people keep saying it takes a few seasons for Bungie to take feedback into account. How do they need feedback to know that the Black Armory power grind and a rehash of Obelisk system two seasons in a row would be bad ideas? I don't agree with you about the obelisk part. We praise, a lot of us praise the obelisk grind. We thought it was good. It created an investment. It created an idea that, like, the more you played and, and the more you invested, uh, the more you got. I actually think that the obelisk grind is good. Think about what the obelisk grind and the bunker grind fundamentally is it's the freaking chalice. We praise the chalice. I, I can't give this one to you. I can't. I think the community made it very clear that the Chalice and the Obelisks were good. And so I don't think we c- I can give that to you. Now, the other part, the Black Armory leveling, leveling power grind, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you that they probably should have considered... They probably should have considered that we didn't like it that much in the past and that probably should have influenced, you know, what they're presently doing right now. And, be- and because of that, I would think that you would... Um you would want to have it to be where like leveling just kind of happens. Leveling I think is needed but the problem is I think they maybe are relying a little bit too much on we made leveling easier but it's still RNG based. Like they have made leveling easier. It's not as painful as it used to be but I'm already feeling that pull of like I guess I better go run Garden of Salvation. I guess I better run some comp and it's like I loved that in both Shadowkeep and Season of Dawn, I didn't touch sides of the game that I had no interest in. I didn't go into Gambit. I didn't go into Crucible. I went into Crucible a very, very small amount of time. And I I liked that. We celebrated that. So I don't have a good answer for you here. I'm not really sure, other than what I said. They knew that the power bump was needed in the future. Do it now. Collect feedback. Check player trends. Check player levels where we cluster, where we end up after a week. And then use that to inform the future content structure would be likely my my guess as to why they did it. They didn't want to drop this in the the, the winter season of 2020 and have us be like, why are you suddenly doing doing this? I thought we weren't doing big level bumps every season. Oh well, we have to do it because of sunsetting. Oh well, for frick's sake, I told you sunsetting was a bad idea. You know, Remy what are your thoughts on no ritual weapons Uh, maybe giving some meaning to going back into the strikes ETC I think they just did no ritual weapons because fundamentally I think they set us on a path to not doing that anymore when they went from pinnacles to rituals and then when they did the komodo I was kind of like this is the beginning of the end I would have liked there been ritual weapons we were kind of hoping for a ritual sword with all the changes to swords we anticipated like an exotic sword or a ritual sword or something as far as I can tell there's no new sword at all so you know um, he reloaded his edgewise and then punched me right on time as we talk about rituals and pinnacles uh, Black Mambo do you think the additional seasonal activity added this season being in the public space is due to players complaining about not having four to six man match made activity which is raid light additionally do you think that the day one lost sectors being a thousand level activity kind of misplaces the gameplay loop as people are tired of endless power grind well Here's the thing, if you're gonna do a power grind, I take issue with the RNG and the power grind, not the power grind itself. Having a power grind that's somewhat linear and somewhat basic and not that frustrating I think is totally fine, it helps with the sun setting, it also helps with what you're talking about. I think it's okay to be like, we have a couple of things coming out this season, some of it's gonna be a little bit out of your reach, that's okay! That gives you a sense of progress, a sense of power fantasy, you're stronger and can go do more stuff now. I think the main issue is is that the public space stuff is 980, so a lot of people are seeing skulls and swords and probably feeling like, I don't really want to do this, you know? I don't really want to play this right now. And then Lost Sectors are at 1000. If you could be grinding the bunker and the public space tower event at, at, at like the public space level... I don't think anybody would take issue with the Lost Sectors because they would say, oh, that's an endgame grind for me to pursue at a later time. As I'm playing throughout the season, as I'm playing the content, as I'm grinding the public space, as I'm doing the bunker, I'll be getting loot that will enable me to level up and then eventually I can go into the Legendary Lost Sectors. It's, It's a double whammy. It's like you're not really at level for the public event stuff and you're also not at level for the Legendary Lost Sectors. So you should probably just go level. And I just think a lot of people made it very clear in past seasons, Armory, Drifter, and Opulence being the most prominent where this was stated, that we didn't want to do that anymore. You know? And and I I think that's the that's the lesson for Bungie here is it's time it's time to accept that RNG leveling just needs to go away. Like give people more control over their leveling, give people the ability to just do what they, you know, what they want. And let them just have that control. Leveling does not need to be slow. It just simply doesn't. It doesn't need to be controlled by RNG. It doesn't need to be controlled by, you know, going into game modes that you don't want to play. Um, fake news. Do you think Destiny is going in the right direction? I think the car is going in the right direction. I do. I think in a very, very general sense, the car is going in the right direction. However... I feel like we have taken a detour that's bumpy. Like, that's how I would think about it. Is In general, we need to go from the East Coast to the West Coast. Like, that's the direction we need to go, and we are. We're heading from East to West. Unfortunately, right now, we have taken a bit of a detour. If you've ever played, you know, Sea of Thieves, it's like, you know you need to be going South, but suddenly you're going, like, Southwest a little bit. And you're like, why did I get the Moon Rider? Anyway... Um, and you're like, oh, I got to kind of course correct. We took a little bit of a detour, kind of slowed us down a bit. I feel like right now, we are on what feels like a bit of a detour. It's like, this isn't exactly where we wanted to go. Some of this feels like we're looping back a little bit and kind of backtracking a little bit on things that were good, and this detour is taking us on a bumpy road. Doesn't feel that great, you know? You got guys like Grenader, Jake, and Giggs who are already in the thousands, and I think that's an indication that it's not as bad as it used to be. Grenader, Jake, and Giggs used to spend an entire week doing that. So it is certainly, as I've said many, many times, it is certainly better. It is certainly better than it used to be, but I definitely think that one of the biggest problems is it's still it's still rng based it, it it still it still is you can get the bad drop like right now i'm going to i'm going to get a milestone reward from him okay and i don't know what i need i think the worst thing for me would be a kinetic because that's one of my highest slot uh, slotted items and so my lowest slotted items i think are 63 so chest boots um chest boots helmet chest boots helmet would be the best thing for him to give me Chest Boots Helmet. If he gives me a kinetic weapon, it's the worst thing for me. So he gave me a mark. So instead of Chess Boots Helmet, I get a mark. Mark is actually... Oh, Mark was one of my low ones too. 63. So thankfully I didn't say that out loud. I said boots. I tricked him. Boots was actually one of my higher ones. I said the wrong thing and I tricked Asher. That actually helps me out. So again, that's RNG right there. Like, I needed I needed that. instead. If it would have been a 67 here, it wouldn't have helped me out at all. So, basically... Yeah, get wrecked, Asher. I tricked you. So basically, smart RNG. I actually think now more than ever, is time for smart RNG. Pull the ripcord on it. Target my lowest item. You don't need to hold back anymore. If you're going to make people level every season to go into the new content to make Sunsetting work, then smart RNG is needed. I don't think it hurts. Yeah, you got to go run some milestones the first week. That's just kind of the thing. You kind of go do the stuff. You do the things. And if Luke Smith gets his way, and in September they start reinvigorating the core activities, it wouldn't be that painful because the core activities will feel fresh and new, and you might be getting content and drops and things that are sort of in line with... You know that that aspect of it. Um, I would say that that would be that would be a better way of doing it. If 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 you're going to do uh, if you're going to do this leveling continuing, I would say you have to do smart RNG slot levels. I mean, you could do slot leveling, but you'd still that might complicate things in the future with sunsetting. But yeah, I do think you could still do slot leveling, and it would still work with sunsetting. You just have to nuance it a little bit more. Do you think that they knew exactly how we would react to this season? Seems like that every season there's a bunch of heat towards Bungie, then it dies down and Bungie breathes a sigh of relief and does the same thing next season. Question is shouldn't they uh, just tell us that it's going to be a lackluster season, set better expectations. Uh, this is, come on, man, this is a silly question, and you know it's a silly question. No company's going to come out and be like, hey, guys, just to let you know what you're about to spend your hard-earned money on, your $10 on, it's going to be lackluster. No company's going to do that. Number one, they probably don't believe that it's lackluster. I think they believe in the product that they're making. I think that they believe that the product is good. I don't think they're delusional. Like, yeah, it's crap, but, you know, we love it. Like, I think that they believe the content's good. I, I they, 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 They believe in what they're making. And at a at a fundamental level, uh, at, a, at a fundamental level, I think that that they Luke Smith did this in a way that wasn't so apparent. He wrote a director's cut that was basically like, these are the pitfalls that the current the current format has. Year three's format is shaky, and here's the areas that it's shaky. We're looking to we're looking to improve on these things in year four. I mean, so. He owns the fact that the current structure right now lacks aspiration, lacks good endgame, lacks good uh, legendary rewards, has too much FOMO. He owns all of that and says, we're looking to change this starting in year 4. And people read that and I guess thought, oh surely this means in two weeks the entire game's value structure and delivery is going to be completely different, He was, but he was, you know what I'm saying, people hear what they want to hear man. I feel like he made it very, very clear the current format's working, but it has pitfalls and it has shortcomings. J2J Squared. Luke Smith said something in his director's cut about wanting players in the public space to feel more relevant. In the new public space event, a step in that direction. I understand wanting to curb down, uh, curb stomp Pete, public events. How do you achieve a good balance? I actually think that the way they structured the the, the public tower event is fine. It needs two things visual indicator and tracking on the balls i can get over the fact that that there's a delta the 980 is like okay whatever but i still don't think they should have done that i think it should be at the power level of the public space but whatever if you're wanting stuff in the public space to be a little bit more difficult to be a little bit more difficult and a little bit more challenging that's totally fine you can do that however I think the ball should track and have a, a visual indicator. So when somebody picks up the ball and they're like, I haven't really played this week, what do I do with it? Oh, visual indicator, that thing. They throw it and it just automatically tracks to it. They have a mechanic for both of those things. I think that would help the event significantly. I would also maybe consider not requiring every single ball to hit so it goes to the middle because if one guy takes it and chucks it off into oblivion, then you got to defend the tower for another round of ads. That's stupid. You should not let one person ruin the whole thing. We've been dealing with that for long enough. I want to turn this event heroic. It'll really help me with my bounty. And some idiot is just sitting there baking the, the walker tank or baking the, uh, the the blights or baking the frozen guy on, on the Tangled Shore. The guy you're trying to hit with the balls. like. For, for too long, Bungie lets one person wander into the public space and ruin what you're working on, and they've done it again in spades. You literally have to do the activity, each section of the activity is twice as long if there's one dummy in the group, and I'm not trying to be mean, but... There's some dummies out there, man. They just, they're not paying attention. They're just doing the looties and the shooties. They're like, oh, here's a ball. And they throw it at a boss or something. And you're like, great. We have to stand here twice as long now because you just grabbed the ball we needed. Do it again. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. And as Claytonx is saying in chat, you can miss orbs. I did it just a second ago. It looked like I was on target. Looked good to me. Sailed right underneath the thing. Tracking and a visual indicator would be a huge help to this event, and maybe cut the amount of balls needed down by two or something. So if one or two miss, it's okay, you can go to the next tower. It's not about- oh, it's not difficult Lono, you're blowing this out of proportion. It's not about difficulty, it's about how easy it is to screw it up. It's too easy, you let one, just one person can mess it up? That's bad. That's bad design. It's- it's public space! It's public space. You can't have ease of failure being that, that easy. Dark skills. Did you notice the infusion node on legendaries and some exotics say they're capped at 1010? Seems like a bug. What do you think? Well, isn't no, that's not a bug. That that's the 10 No, 1010 10 is the current max. A thousand and then the pinnacles take you to a thousand ten. So, right now, we can't go higher than a thousand ten. That's not a, that's not a glitch at all. That's the present, that is the present highest you can go this season. And eventually, that number will be different according to the gear. Eventually, that number will say a thousand fifty on one item and a thousand ninety on another because it's been sunset. Eventually, the number won't go up on certain items. Um, Append a Pendleton. Uh, what the heck are war mine cells are those the orbs that are, get vomited out by the seraph towers no you need a seraph weapon and a mod that's active that generates them I haven't seen them yet they drop on the ground from a kill randomly if you're running a seraph weapon in the mods Every time I get the shot lined up, someone else hits the target and it moves. Trippin' Monkey, that's exactly why tracking should be active. You can literally be doing the right thing and somebody somebody's balls balls. Somebody's ball gets there before you and it moves, and now yours is going to miss. The best thing to do is to literally get behind it and look at it. So even if it moves forward, you're still straight on throwing it at it. It's like Again visual indicator and tracking would make the would make the event a thousand times better <laughs> unheard azm do you think that the mods will be just used for the public events or do you think that they might integrate warmind cells into grandmaster nightfalls seems like a fun mechanic to be used in end game content homie you can create these warmind cells ev- everywhere you can create the warmind cells anywhere you want as long as you're running the mod and as long as you're running as long as you're running the the mod and the, the Seraph guns, you can generate them. Um, so right now, Bungie said 17 minutes ago, when releasing Season of the Worthy yesterday, some of the matchmaking settings did not deploy properly, so we're making a server-side change to update them. This change will also enable Trials of Osiris matchmaking settings, so we need to redeploy before it goes live. So apparently, they were... Apparently, they tried to do something and now they have to redeploy it. I don't know. Um, so, there goes. Yeah, there went family friendly talking about all people, you know, throwing balls. Uh, just a catch 22 said, Does a Warmine cell advance the event? Maybe that's the solo way to finish the event. No, 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 no. no. I don't think people are understanding Warmine cells. Warmine cells are literally things that just generate from kills if you're running the Seraph weapons and the mods. It's not, it has nothing to do with the event, they can literally be done anywhere. Uh, Concept X2. Now that you know about the power grind, do you regret not chasing Pinnacles last season? Well, of course. I would have come in at 270 and then I would have had an easier time. Like, right now, I would be... I'd be 276. I'd be able to cruise through the public event thing. But, because we were only getting plus 10s, I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to really focus on Pinnacle grind. And now it's like, oh, I should have done the Pinnacle grind. Why? Oh, so you could do the brand new public space event. Like, What? I guess I should have been grinding. Oh, 276, sorry. 976, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm th- I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Chat, there's too many numbers floating around. I'm buying a house, I'm stressed out, leave me alone. FET 44. Do you think fatigue is just settling in with the obelisk bunker leveling grind? Back to back seasons doing essentially the same thing. Coped with um, coupled with another power grind requiring old activities. Well, here's the thing. I would say that. Uh, I actually don't think that the the, the obelisk the obelisk grind, the bunker grind or the chalice grind is the issue I really don't, I think the issue is you have to do both think about it, I'm not just doing the the, the bunker grind I'm also going and grinding power if I could just focus on the bunker grind while I would also be naturally leveling if they changed the way that loot delivery happened and like everything that drops helps me level, I'd be fine I wouldn't care, I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting everything done, I'm leveling up, I'm leveling up the bunker, I'm running the activity, this is no big deal, I'm leveling up at a pretty decent clip, so, end of this week, I'll be closer to the delta of the public activity, it'll get a little bit easier, but, I'm having to do both, right, I'm having to do both, I'm having to do the the bunker grind, which I look at and I'm like, "Geez, that's going to take a while, that seems kind of nice, but then I'm also staring down the barrel of an RNG leveling grind that I really don't like to do so leveling just needs to be more linear and automatic Rick1042 what are your thoughts on subclass changes seems like titan changes were a little bit too hard you think this will result in more people changing to different classes I don't have any strong opinions on this so I'm just going to go to the next one I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on that Brian what impact do you think Bungie employees working remotely uh, will have on making new content I, there's literally no way for me to speculate on this it'll obviously slow things down but I don't know by how much I don't work there Dupless. Why do you think Bungie brought the faction armor back? I got several of the armor pieces to drop yesterday, only to realize they don't have any form of the seasonal mod slot. I'm confused why they even bothered to bring them back. In my video, this is one of the things that I said was, I was critical of. I don't know if you were here, Dupless, but I already addressed this. Like In my video, I said this doesn't make any sense at all it is a waste of bandwidth and development time in my opinion to bring these things back only to make them basically like an automatic shard for anybody paying attention to what's going on now bungie may just be rolling the dice and being like well a lot of the a lot of the community lives in the public space a lot of the community just doesn't really care about this they're just excited to get faction r- rally armor back they're not paying attention to the seasonal slot right so maybe that's what they're doing you submitted it before the vid no worries dupe maybe that's what they're doing maybe Bungie's just figuring like well we make the world loot a little bit bigger uh they can get cool new stuff they can be excited about some dead orbit helmet and they're not paying attention to the seasonal armor slot my thought is why not why not go why not go you know further than that and and maybe wait a season Hey, we wanted to bring the faction armor back, but we couldn't we couldn't do it with the seasonal mod slot. So we're going to do that next season. Like they brought back that they brought it back, but it doesn't have the seasonal slot. So it's kind of like what what was the point of this? It does, it feels pointless. I don't want to say it's completely pointless because there's a there's a there's a segment of the community that's probably like just happy to get it, you know? So Dark Skills. What do you think of the seasonal seal? being more focused on the bunkers and lost sectors as opposed to what they required last season. I don't have any, I don't care about the seals. I don't go for them. Do you think it's worth it to get back into the game? Haven't played in shadow keep that? I don't answer those questions play. If you want to play, watch the streams, the YouTube videos, it's up to you, not me to determine whether or not you should play right now. How about the stop mechanic in the towers public event? Um, swords once I'm at Delta, I think swords might play a part because you can block and tank the shot. The the knockback and swords were really good about like permanent stunning the guy. I was just light attacking him for forever and he just kept stunning backwards. I don't know. I think once you're at Delta, swords might be pretty dope. I really like running, I really like running Anarchy because you can get like a big group of people with it. But like being able to take the yellow boss, the yellow bar boss guy and just keep bouncing him back, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like there's definitely you know once i'm at delta swords might be pretty viable that eternal that eternal light attack thing is pretty nice we i don't did they i don't think they brought back finisher for heavy did they did they bring it back i think it's gone i told you they were going to get rid of that i doubt that ever comes back yeah we can't do finisher for heavy again that seasonal mod is gone um so it it i th- th- there's that's the only thing is you're going to have to really spec yourself to get um you know consistent Uh, consistent drops, you know, consistent, uh, heavy drops. Swords are actually OP, really good DPS. I found them to be pretty effective. I actually kind of liked them. Um, so. And you literally can block and tank the entire knockback. I didn't move. I did the block, he stomped the ground, and I just sat there and I was like, okay, it was pretty cool. I kind of liked the way that it felt. It's turds. Do you think Bungie were right to lead players up to the tower public event, let them fail because most were underleveled, and then go run back to the grind? If they had lowered the required level, would players be happier or be whining? It was too easy. I don't know why anybody would complain about a public event space being too easy. Like, I kind of get tired of that sentimentality in the community. Oh, it's easy. Raids are easy. Like, they run it every week with the same people. They never dare go into the raid with anybody who's inexperienced. Everybody stands in the same place, and if anybody dies, they get angry. Like, oh, raids are easy. The lion's show, the community doesn't feel that way. Garden of Salvation's average completion time is two hours, which means most teams are taking a while to complete it even still, meaning they're not easy. But it's a public space event. And again, Legendary Lost Sector set at 1,000. Grandmaster Nightfall set at 1,030 or whatever the frick they're set at. Like, there's plenty of endgame aspirational stuff. The public space stuff did not need to be dealt at. And truth be told, anybody that's like, it's too easy, is probably not struggling with 980 content. You know? When the public space activity is the major focus of the season, it should be difficult. As that's the major content what you're saying I believe is false because that's not what they did with sundial or Vex offensive so what you're saying isn't in line with what they've done up to this point it's simply your opinion and it's not in line with what they've done up to this point sundial was not hard Vex offensive was not hard the seasonal content up to now has not been difficult at all so your your claim that if it's if it's the major focus it should be difficult is not in line with anything they've done up to this point Legend Sundial was not the focus of the season, it was literally a pinnacle drop, it wasn't the focus of the season content at all. They've made it very clear up to now that the content needs to be accessible because it goes away, and they kind of went in the other direction this time. It's not really that difficult, it's just that it's not a very good welcome mat to the new season. Welcome to the new season, you're under leveled, you're gonna see swords and skulls, you better go run old content, like what? Yeah. Welcome back. You've been taking a break. Yeah. Go do stuff. You've done a thousand times before. Yeah. The new content will be here, I guess, in a couple of days. They did this with Black Armory and they walked it back. Right. It's it to me. It's like they've done this before. It's not a new lesson. They did it with Black Armory. They should have known better. Seraph's only difficult because of the power. At level it'll be fine. We went through the same thing with the forges and then the forges were easy at level. Yes, thank you for agreeing with me, Silent. The community railed against the forges and Bungie lowered their power level. It was a complained about thing to such a degree that Bungie lowered the power level of the forge, like of the first forge. Like you're basically agreeing with me by accident. It shouldn't be delted. It shouldn't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they could have done they could have done one of them at, at at the at the at the de- not at the delta and the rest could have rolled out later i don't know I, they they've learned this lesson before it's not a new lesson um what do you say to people that are already complaining about the trials loot and perk pool being lackluster and not worth playing for if i recall the trials weapons were never particularly attractive it was feeling about going flawless i don't know i mean i thought the weapons looked pretty good i mean i don't i don't actually know I've, I'm not actually sure if I've seen any good argumentation about how they're bad. Uh, Dr. Dash, do you think that the season especially is meant to build a better foundation for future seasons? I don't think this has anything to do with future seasons. I think this is a get-by season. I think they built content for us to play. It's more Destiny, and it's grindy. Uh, Dream uh, ach 2 Do you know where I can find the German Bungie Community Manager's tweet about hold stuff back from the roadmap? Was it a week ago? Was it a reply to a tweet? It was a reply to a tweet oh shoot if you go what's the destiny roundup there's a destiny roundup website that had him quoted it saying we were taking you know we this time around we took on uh we took community feedback in we in, into consideration or something same with original escalation protocol difficulty yeah the same thing happened with escalation protocol a bunch of streamers were like this is too easy and then they raised it and then they had to lower it like i don't know uh fortress wailed where was play your way initially stated and under what context luke smith said something about play your way during the director's cut not the most recent one the director's cut a while ago where it was four parts and he was talking about leveling collusion king garden of salvation collection badge had the flawless shader removed meaning flawless is no longer required for enlightened and this is the only raid title that does not require flawless do you agree with this decision or do you think the raid title should require flawless completion I don't have a strong opinion here. That does seem weird to suddenly remove it, though. Um, Colo Polo. How do you feel about the new quest menu? It's very annoying that I see new light quests first and actually have an additional clicks to see what I want. Seems like they should allow you to cycle a quest page that shows by default. Um, yeah, it would be nice for you to keep it toggled on, like, Seasonal. So if you just wanted to stay on seasonal, I would get that. It looks like they went for form, maybe over function, like, oh, this is so pretty, that little picture. And then you have to come all the way back up here to see bounties. So I think maybe the picture could have been relegated to the background. Like it could be behind here and sort of seen through the transparency. And then the bounties could stay here so that when you leave and go back in it could maintain that page or whatever page you were on last just slides to the top or something I don't know the problem is is again they went for form over function this is pretty like seeing that artwork over there is pretty cool but it it it, it removes the bounties so I get where you're coming from it's kind of a bummer to be like yay I you know they made this update to better you know organize quests but you're like I don't want to see these quests If you're going to make it better organized, maybe give us a little bit more control over how it's organized would be my, maybe my, my feedback. I'm not going to die on that hill though. It's turd says, do you think the season start is easier to get in than Dawn was? Uh, the story leads you to what to do. Well, the opening, I think, is fine in both. I thought Season of Dawn and this season, the opening was really, really good. But I also think that the way that they've structured the, the power grind is the biggest problem, as we've already talked about multiple times today. Um, a lot of subs have come in, shoot. Uh, did I thank all these? I think I did. I got all the way to Papa Chop and Sir Gringo. Papa Crab Man gives it a sub to I Thought It Was Free and 26 months from NJ Snipe. Uh, Gerbatron says, All the troubles they have so far with the launch of Season of the Worthy, I'm extremely worried that Trials is going to launch and be doo-doo. What are your thoughts? This is not a question. Don't ask questions like this. Like, I'm worried about this. What are your thoughts? It's not a question. Turds, uh, with the power grind in full swing, and many already at or near above a thousand, many, you mean a few, uh, how can you see that Trials playing out this weekend, and it is going to be... Is it going to cause gatekeeping by a section of the community maxing out triumph seal achievements? I mean, the first season, the first, I'm sorry, the first weekend of trials might be a bit of a train wreck for people who didn't get a chance to level. Um, I think the people that you're going to see visually playing, um, like the streamers, they're going to, they're going to be fine. They're going to take the precautions to level up and be, be high power and it'll be okay but it'll also make it very clear as to why the Engram, the the artifact's power can't be active in Trials until they cap it. Thrally, what do you think about the flawless and conqueror seals being season 10 only considering trials and grandmaster nightfalls are here to stay i don't get hung up on this stuff stuff comes and goes there's titles that are limited to a season before it's not actually new phoenix my kda tracker reset to zero this season do you think this affects skill based matchmaking if not then the data is still in the system yeah i don't know they need to fix it Having people grind their butts off to get a million Fractaline donated and to have that deleted from the game on their emblem, I think is one of the worst decisions they've ever made. Claytongs, what are your thoughts on the lack of ritual weapons this season? Only one an Iron Banner seems to be a turnoff. Well, I feel like they were kind of letting us know this was coming. I mean, it, the Komodo was a bit of a dud and the requirement to get it was a bit of a dud. Um... I don't know. I, I think more and more. I think more and more people need to accept that pinnacles were a mistake. Pinnacles were an overreaction, and they're leaving the game slowly and seem to have gone and left. I think they could return in a certain way, but it seems to me that they're just going in a different direction now. They, they have. They have the seasonal activity, and you can grind that, and you can grind the bunkers for gear, and then there's trials. I just don't think they wanted to be like, oh, and also, there's a Gambit Pinnacle, and a ritual, and a Vanguard ritual, and a Crucible ritual. So, you know, they're they're bringing the bow. The bow actually shouldn't even be here. It was supposed to come last time, so. I just don't really care that much about rituals. Lono, with Bungie being one of the most communicative uh, companies in gaming with transparency, do you believe it's fair for the community to get angry and request everything be unveiled right away? Either way, should Bungie be more transparent regarding decision making at the beginning of the season, aka these are the changes we made? Relax. Well, I mean, they've done this before. I mean, after the, the, the reception of Black Armory, after the reception of Black Armory, they basically, they were transparent. They're like, we're listening to you and we're lowering the power level. They did the same thing with Escalation Protocol. They're like, well, you know, we hear you guys on this, and they lowered the power level. And this is another situation where Dylan's already tweeted and been like, we, you know, we hear you guys on these, on these, on these certain topics and these certain subjects. Um, so I think every season starts the same way. Every season, there are people that had expectations that aren't met. They complain, and then everything kind of settles down. I think this season was a couple of uh, it, it was a lot of jabs right it was a pff, a little jab, no rituals pff, a little jab you got to level grind again pff, a little jab the, the 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 public space thing is above your power level you know pff, there's another there's another power level grind you know leveling's better now, but still it's a little jab and it's like jab jab jab, jab, and people are like. many christmas this isn't good like this isn't structured like the way that we want it and then the haymaker comes in and just bam oh by the way we did a quality of life thing on uh, trackers and all you people that were saving fractaline and living in the tower to get your fractaline as high as possible yeah that's gone now like it yeah boom down goes fraser because to me it's like every season there's always people that are like oh I really wanted this or I really wanted that and it's like well you know they can't satisfy everybody this time around it's like they jabbed everybody once like let's give everybody a little punch um you know little 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 punch in the face and you know to me to me they they've, they've really upset more people this time is what it seems more people along the spectrum are upset because if you're a casual, um, if, if you're a hardcore, if you're a mid lane, it seems like every everybody along the spectrum has something to be kind of irritated about. Hardcores are upset about the emblems. They're upset about the lack of cool perks on the guns, right? Mid lanes are upset about the power leveling and needing to go to old content. Casuals are upset about the, con- you know, the content being delta. They need to power level. They need to feel like they're on a treadmill. It's like everybody along the spectrum feels like they're kind of getting poked here. It's like, Chim and Um. So... I like the season. I just feel like, again, I continue to say my biggest concern is people are going to retreat and stop playing just like they did during Black Armory, Drifter, and and, uh, and Opulence. How do you rank up the bunker and get the new weapons? You got to grind the bounties and the event to get the currency to invest in the bunker. Sunfire. With how we got so much SIVA cosmetics uh, and some Iron Lord lore from the Warlock Exotic, do you believe that Bungie might be paving the way for Siva to return. Yeah, I don't really know what the frick's going on. Did you see the exotic uh, ornament for the. Um, it's for. Can you see it in here for the Hunter? Did you guys see this? We already saw the one for the gun. They put it on the Lord of Wolves. I believe it's for the Raiden Flux, isn't it? Oh, I can't see it because I'm not on my Hunter. It's not in. I don't think you can go to ornaments, can you? I'd have to go into the store. Um, I'd have to go into the store as the hunter to see it. Yeah, it's got SIVA all over it. Um, I'm gonna switch characters just so we can take a look at it. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they're doing that. It is interesting for SIVA to suddenly start showing up on ornaments. It's very, very peculiar. Because I said yesterday when I saw the Lord of Wolves one, I was like, don't freaking tease me, Bungie. Like, don't do this. Um, you gotta go down to the, what is it, the second page here? No, it's this page. Yeah, right there. Nano Redux. Um yeah, that is just ridiculous. That combined with the Lord of Wolves ones. I don't know. It says Nano Redux, so maybe it's just like a the name might even be indicating that it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a like a callback memory um to, you know, the days of the Nano Phoenix and the Nana and the Nanites and all that stuff. Um so, and a SIVA Transmat, yeah well they also had the SIVA Ghost projection forever ago, so I don't know T-Funk um, do you think legendary lost sectors will be anything different than it is now, currently it feels like vanilla lost sectors with champions, I've not played them, I, I think it was just a way it could be Bungie experimenting with the idea of let's reinvest in core activities. You've got adventures, you've got lost sectors that largely don't get touched or played or interacted with. So maybe they're like, what if we spruce them up a little bit, make them a little bit more difficult. Let's see how people respond to that. It could be as simple as that. I don't know much I don't know much of what they can do with lost sectors. A lot of the lost sectors are very very basic. Um, but again, I'm okay with the game getting dressed up instead of being having things just left dormant uh con uh how do you feel about the world loop pool now I feel like it is better uh than when we thought it would be every time I see a legendary ingram I get excited I don't because of the armor problem with the armor not having the seasonal mod slot I think that putting stuff in the world loop pool achieves what you're saying I do sometimes get excited especially if it's a gun I'm like ooh let me check the roll on this I haven't seen the dire promise yet I don't disagree with them putting things into the general world loot pool, but I don't know if that's the best use of it. I think they could have added some intentionality to where, as Beer Pie suggested a while ago, let me take my Prime Ingram to a faction NPC, and then that limits the loot pool to that faction's returning stuff. I also think they could probably afford to let us pick between armor and guns on a Prime Ingram, so you could whittle it down. It would still be incredibly unlikely that you would get a god roll on the gun that you want, um, but you know... they decided not to do that. They decided just to drop them in the world pool again. I think it's a half measure. I like them being in the world pool. It is cool to be playing something, run over a legendary Ingram, and see an old gun pop up. It is cool. Like I saw the 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 new Monarchy grenade launcher. I was like, oh no way, cool. Let me check the roll on it. I like that. I like world drops. I don't think it's a but. I don't think it's an either or. You can have some intentionality, but you can also have them dropping in the world. Silly rabbit. Hi, Lono, I know you're not exactly a title chaser, but do you have any thoughts on why Bungie thought it was a good idea to remove the flawless? I already answered this one. American Rocks. Do you think that Seraph weapons set a bad precedent for weapon lifespans? A major pro was out there that a weapon perk, but I really can't see anything like that. I fear the new system is going to be tainted by a bad example. I, I this, this has nothing to do with the sun setting. This is Bungie attempting to create weapon and armor synergies to see how it goes that's all this is this is not where they're going with the weapons being better than other weapons in its classification because that's generally not true the serif weapons are all good weapons they're not amazing weapons and when paired with the armor synergy of creating the warmind cells Bungie's experimenting with armor weapon synergy and i think that's ultimately a, a smart move We've said numerous times, armor investment and stat chasing and mod slotting feels very siloed off from the rest of your build. It's like you have your armor and then you have your guns. Bungie is attempting to connect those two worlds by creating armor weapon synergies, which I think is a great idea. So, Golden. How do you think Bungie should have shown or explained the new mod mechanic before the season started? I think this was a mistake, just like not explaining Charge with Light yeah I, as i was going through and trying to show people like these mods are cool it, it's something that makes the serif weapons unique i'm thinking to myself bungie should have done a freaking stream and shown this All you had to do was do a little generic stream saying, like, "Hey, the public space might look a little bit different. We're going to show you what the public, you know, event looks like. Because, I don't know, it might have been helpful for people to see the fact that you're supposed to throw the ball at the ball. Uh, Then they could have also said, you're going to look at the Seraph weapons and feel like there isn't anything new or unique about them. You're not seeing a new perk. You're not seeing anything about them that seems flashy or showy. However, they are more than meets the eye here. You could have had, like, a video, like, a little segment showing what they do when paired with, with other mods, show the Warmind cells, and be like, this is a brand new mechanic to Destiny that you can only interact with when you run Seraph weapons, and this mechanic can proc anywhere in the system. You can go into any content and do this. I think that would have gone a long way they could have done a 30 minute to 40 minute stream again kept it low-key didn't overhype but let people see some of this stuff in action because I like people are looking at the serif weapons they run the light GG check the rolls and like this is boring what the frick they don't realize there's something beneath the weapons that's unique and might you know might be cool and fun they're just like writing them off almost as soon as the game the season started Super MG. Considering only the day one experience, where would you rate this season compared with year two, year three seasons? I think that this is a setback, unfortunately. Like I said, I think the car is going in the right direction, but I believe we're taking a a, a detour on a bumpy and a rocky road. Um, I believe Trials will be the fondest memory of this season, I think investing in the bunkers and the bunker grind is good I think the weapons will probably you know end up being cooler as time goes on, but fundamentally I think we're taking a step back because bringing back bad leveling and making me leveling to play new content is something that they don't need to revisit It's they, they're not like, well we, we really hear you guys on this, no no, you heard us on this a year ago and you know this is a bad system don't do it again, more than likely they rolled the dice and said, listen we have to get player feedback on this we have to see how the player base reacts to a 40 bump if we're going to start doing a 40 bump in year 4 as a way to enforce sunsetting we got to see what people are going to think and how they're going to react and we'll make pivots accordingly the leveling is better now than it was during the you know annual pass of black armory drifter and opulence leveling is better artifact makes up the difference for bad you know bad rng so they probably just said listen people this isn't going to be a popular decision but we got to do this now to test it out likely that was the reasoning I don't think they did it and thought people are going to love this they were probably like no people are going to complain about this but we need to see how they react how they behave how much of the the, the player base clusters and moves forward how fast they move forward and then we can make adjustments for you know year 4 Gab why are people complaining not thinking about the future of the franchise. Well, because they paid $10 and they're disappointed. I mean, it, it, the beginning of the season, is, I think, is a rocky one. I don't think anybody can can say otherwise, you know. Uh, Nianiolo, uh, do you think in general people mislabel seasons? The fact that we still have people trying to draw uh, lines to D1 DLCs, people have no idea there's a difference between, right, this is not an expansion, this is a season, i tried to tell people that. People are like, well, it's, you can't excuse bad content by saying it's only $10 that's not what I'm doing. When I say it's $10 every three months, I basically just tell people they should probably rein their their expectations in. I have people telling me today that, well, I don't need the Seraph weapons or those mods in the endgame. I don't need those things. Okay, well, you don't need anything in the endgame. You can run a lot of the endgame content with virtually anything as long as you play slow and patient. But, th- they created something new. It's a brand new mechanic. It's a brand new thing to test out, to play around with, and see if you enjoy it. And, to be like, oh, well, every three months for $10, I, you know, I should be getting nuanced end game content that has all these things that are really, really tough, and then the weapons that I'm grinding for have new perks, and those new perks land on the stuff that's really, really tough, so there's this nuanced, multi-layered, dynamic experience where I'm grinding for loot that has end game relevancy and contextual power, so that I feel the, d- the desire to chase it, Like they're not going to do that every three months. It just isn't in the cards. They're, they're perpetuating the game. It's more Destiny if you like Destiny. And that's not me saying, oh, it's okay that there's things that are bad about it. It's only $10. No, I'm being very critical. I'm saying that there are things that need to change. I'm saying they made mistakes and they misfired on some stuff this season. I'm not going to justify mistakes or what I feel are design flaws like when I talk about the public space event and how I feel like there's design flaws in the way that it's built it's too easy for one person to sabotage the whole thing there's no visual indicator there's no tracking on the ball throwing like I can make all those criticisms I'm not going to be like no the season's fine it's only $10 I'm Like just saying that when people ask for depth and endgame nuance and endgame contextual reasons to grind you're just you're not going to get that for $10 now you might get it next season I'm sorry not next season next year because they might build better infrastructure for it like Luke Smith wants to as he said refuel aspiration uh mega hop says why is everyone t- take, taking angry reddit posts as factual prediction of destiny I, you have to ignore reddit at this point I'm sorry but people that are going to be like I, I miss activision cool there's no reason to listen to you anymore like I, you know go eat some more paint chips like you miss activision what ll brood how do you think Bungie is going to give more in the next two months because, sure, right now, there's a ton of stuff to do. However, I feel like there isn't going to be a ton of stuff to do in the upcoming months. Yes, you can grind armor and weapons, but then what? New Zero Hour whisper. I think there's a hidden mission. I do. I think there's a hidden dungeon. I think it's going to be for the, um, for the Slug Thrower, the, the, the Cabal Slug Thrower, the big chain gun. There's also Guardian Games. There's also Grandmaster Nightfalls. Uh, they also are trotting out more bunkers. We don't have all the bunkers yet, which means you can't get all the weapons yet. Um... You, or you can, but you got to do it through frames, and it's pretty. Co- I think it's pretty costly currently. So they, and then there's uh, an exotic quest at some point. There's no, we haven't done the exotic quest yet. Um, I don't know if there's any events. There's also Iron Banner. There's also trials every weekend. So I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like it's. It it, it it seems like it's it's early. It's early to act like oh, there's not going to be anything to do. We just got started. Ser, uh, surf have you seen the tooltip for public spaces during the loading screen it says public spaces are supposed to be fun easy and for everyone it says that really I've not seen that does Bungie not consider these public spaces these public space events as general public space or is there a disconnect between the vision for these areas it made me laugh when I read it (laughs) that's funny listen, I, I, I'm i not trying to be insulting because I know there's people in this community that people were quoted this morning, there's other streamers and YouTubers that think that like, the public space should be more challenging and more difficult and I fundamentally think that that I, and I said this, and I'm not being insulted insulting when I say this, but I fundamentally think that position is stupid, and the argument that I made was, there's a hierarchy to the content there's the general public space content and then there's adventures, then there's strikes, then there's nightfalls, then there's raids and dungeons, and then there's like, Grandmaster Nightfalls, right? The, the hierarchy of the content goes up. And we've known for the last five years that the general population, especially the casuals, they live in the public space. There's a reason for that. The public space is generally the most casual place in the game. So for people to be like, let's go to the most casual part of the game, the most accessible part of the game, the place where everybody kind of just hangs out and kind of has a good time, let's make that more challenging and hard. That's that's dumb. That's illogical. That's just as dumb as when people are like, well they should make raids more accessible and easier and matchmaker. There should be like an easy version of the raid I can matchmake into and like figure out. No! You can't go to the hardest echelon of the content and say, please make it easier, and in the same token, you can't go to the most casual aspect of the game and make it harder. It doesn't make sense. It does it and th- they did this with Escalation Protocol and people complained. People arguing for this are the same people that went to the summit and the same people that said EP was too easy and leveling should be slow and arduous and infusion should be costly. That sentimentality has been rejected so consistently by the community. Like, stop perpetuating your 1% streamer I want everything to be tough, grindy and last for forever attitude. It's not good for the game. What's good for the game is spectrum. Spectrum of engagement and difficulty. That's the point. You make content that's better, you get more rewards, and it's better if you beat it faster. You have a spectrum of nightfall. You have a spectrum of content. Luke Smith wants to refuel aspiration. You're not gonna refuel aspiration by making the public space a nut crusher. Like, we need to get away from this idea. I think too many people get so jaded and they're like, well, this is how I play the game, this is how the game should be, and people will just have to accept it. And it's like, no. The public space, the most accessible space in the game, should not ever feel like, well, I guess I can't come here. I'll go hang out in the tower. Where do you want all the casual Johnnies to go right now? Where are they supposed to go? Here's the entrance level content. It's 980. Oh. Well, what? Yeah, go run milestones. Well, you're going to run out of those real quick. There's strikes and then there's what? I I tried to do the one for Aeris. I had to do 980. The nightmare hunts are higher now. I had to do a 980 nightmare hunt and I was in the 960s. I was like, what is this? Like, what? What are you? I don't want to do this right now. Like, the casuals in the mid lane players, I'm telling you, watch the numbers. PVE is going to hurt from this the daily engaged pve player numbers are going to hurt they will suffer We will continue to see that the hardcore sentimentality getting ham-fisted into the rest of the game shoves people out of it. We saw this in Drifter. We saw this in Black Armory. It was so consistent during the annual pass. I think people are living in a dream world if they think they can keep doing that to the entrance point of the content. You can't do it. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. It's not going to suddenly start working. It's not like if you just walk away from your car that's dead in the driveway. Like, well, let's just wait a year and try again. It's not just going to start up again. It didn't work back then, and it's not going to work now. It's it's a misfire. It's a misfire. Entry point to the season should just be accessible, fun, and cool. And this is not that. Just watch the numbers. I think they're going to dip sharp over the next two weeks. Season of Dawn, the PvE numbers were rock solid. And it was because you could just jump in and play. It was so accessible and fun. And a month in, what happened? Hardcore players look, like, I don't have anything to do. And it's like, well, yeah, because you know life the obelisks and got all your God rolls and got the level 92 on the season pass in a month, and now you don't have anything left that's not an indictment of the content the content did well last season because people could just play and it was good spectrum it was good spectrum you just got there really fast the beautiful spectrum in season of dawn was you got the level 92 on the season pass you maxed out all the obelisks and then that made your grind more rewarding and good why because you put in the time it made your experience better you improved and and increased the efficiency of your own grind by being a hardcore player and now it's like that's there You can level up the bunkers, and there's benefits from that. You're going to get more currency, you're going to get more rewards, you're going to get cooler stuff, you're going to be able to summon robots. That's great spectrum, because a casual player is going to be like, holy frick, they're summoning robots? How did he do that? Oh, he's been grinding, he really leveled up his bunker. Oh, that's wild. But instead, they're going to be like, it's 980, I'm gone, I'm out. I'm not going to go into a public space at 980 and see skulls and die a bunch. Spectrum. It's always, always, always about Spectrum. Gritter. With the new synergy Bungie is giving us with Seraph weapons and armor, what creative power fantasies can you imagine we may see in year 4 of Destiny 2, especially since sunset of weapons will allow Bungie to make bolder moves? I would say... I would say that you could start to create like healers and and support classes and damage classes and stuff. Like you could really start to do that. Oh, well my armor synergy and my weapons that I'm running, I'm generating little orbs that can heal people, and I can generate these little like healing balls, and I hit people with them, and it heals them, and it's awesome. I keep the, I keep the team healthy, and this guy over here, he's doing damage buffs. And the reason you would have people doing this is because it would be redundant to have everybody on the same one. Well, if we all run healing, that's dumb. Well, if we all run damage damage stuff, that's dumb. You'd have you you would literally spend out the team to like min max like oh well you're gonna cover us for this you're gonna cover us for that it's like we don't need six people on a well of radiance or six people on a bubble same idea they could really start to lean into that like you're going to have a weapon and armor you know synergy that allows you to do things that are support damage or like or or different different themes I, I think they could definitely go that way um, Mike Ames says, I think the problem is bigger than this. I think there's too much of a bridge between the top-tier players and your average-tier players. What I think we are doing is underestimating our masses and their ability to learn when we force them to engage the top-tier players. We can see it happening in the EDZ already. The problem will be when the elite players have already left the game mode. How do you keep that engaging so we can continue to teach the new light guardian casuals? Right, and that's why Spectrum is brilliant. Like, like, I, you know how I give you the Mexican food talk? I'm like, Destiny is Mexican food. It's the same ingredients wherever you go. It's meat, cheese vegetables on a tortilla. You, you got a quesadilla, you got a burrito, and a taco. You make those with the same ingredients, right? A quesadilla, burrito, and taco are very different, but they're the same basic ingredients. That's destiny. Whether you're in the public space, a law sector, an adventure, a strike, a raid, or a, gar- or, or a dungeon, it's all the same basic ingredients, and it scales up in difficulty, intensity, and nuance, and mechanics. So, that spectrum works. If the entry-level stuff's easy to understand in Duke, with visual indicators and trackers on the balls, and it's not Delta, Wow, this is pretty fun and then they're playing maybe they're leveling up Maybe they want to go into a legendary law sector Maybe they want to go into the bunker and that's where it really gets tough that works, right? Because you're allowing them to kind of like naturally come up the content But when you punch them in the face, and you're like, welcome to the content, there's no visual indicators about what what you're supposed to do. It's 980, so you're seeing skulls and swords and dying really fast. Welcome! Welcome to the public space. This is the new season. You're like, well, if I want to level up, what do I do? Oh, go run content that's three years old. What? I don't want to do that. I just came back to play the new stuff. No, no, no. Go route. It'll take you a couple weeks. Oh, by the way, good luck leveling up because it's RNG based. So when you need a pair of boots, you're not going to get them. You're going to get a gun. You're going to get it really angry and you're going to quit like you did during Black Armory. Team Big Boss. Do you think Bungie alone will be able to develop a new game engine for D3 or would they just go to a third party engine? I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. We hope that they go to a new engine. Um... Norman Pride, do you think the seasons are too short for Bungie properly design game system and reward structures? I this is why I think they're going to reinvigorating core activities, is exactly what you're talking about. They're pretty short. So if they're gonna reinvigorate and invest in something and make it really good and substantive, it, it should probably last longer than three months. Um, I'm going to have to make that the last question, guys. I am sorry. You can look at the count there. There's about 30 questions left. Ordinarily I could go for another 30 or 45 minutes and continue answering these questions. It's been a saucy and a good debate today. Really, really good talks. Hopefully Bungie can learn from a lot of our feedback, but I have to get to a, a home inspection here in a little bit. So I have to end the Q&A We're buying a home. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Those of you that are here in the live audience, please don't go anywhere. If you've enjoyed the content today, it's like an interactive podcast. It's family friendly. You can have me on at work around Coworkers. You can have me on around the kiddos. You can play and lurk work and lurk you can listen to me it makes the day go by a little bit quicker and uh we have really really good saucy talks here really passes the time well thank you for all the involvement today if you have enjoyed the content please click the follow button clicking the follow button and turning on notifications is a free way to support me it really really helps me out and if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always come in and watch me live as always please like share and subscribe